Welcome back to another episode of For Fintech's Sake. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Pettit. My guest this week is Charles Potts, the Chief Innovation Officer at the ICBA. The ICBA stands for the Independent Community Bankers of America. We'll dig into what they do, why they do it, and all that during the episode. Charles, though, is a special breed. He's a banker turned serial entrepreneur, turned back to the world of banking to support founders and bankers simultaneously in the work he's doing today. We dig into what the ICBA does, the Herculean lift that community banks are making for their communities right now, and how fintech plays in now more than ever. Be ready though, it's a bit of a community bank love fest whenever Charles and I get together. And with that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Charles Potts. And I feel like I have this uh, pretty, pretty cool career where I accidentally became a banker, uh, needing to work my way through school. Uh, woke up one day and there I was a banker and, uh, and happened to be at a time when um, a lot of really interesting stuff was happening. I was that kid uh, like Mikey in the cereal commercial that the guys in the bank I was working with said, oh, hey, you're the young kid going to Georgia Tech. Uh, give him the technology to play with. Well, this, uh-huh. was the, this was the advent of the IBM PC. We we got to play with the very first PC in the bank and really fell in love. Uh, so when when was this? Was this? This is early 80s, man. Early 80s? Uh, so did most <laughs> banks have computers at this point? Yeah. Like where you were yeah. probably in a unique position to even have an IBM, we, whatever we were, the hell uh, they were called. The, but yeah, the IBM PS1. We were we were a large uh, IBM shop as a bank. Um, and we as as well as a number. And this was here in Atlanta when I was at Georgia Tech um, at CNS Bank, uh, one of one of the best uh, training schools, training grounds uh, when when banks had formal training programs. Hmm. We were a big IBM shop, and a lot of the big IBM shops here in Atlanta, the other corporate uh, enterprises, we were all invited to go to Boca Raton, Florida, where they made the IBM PC. Uh, wow. and there is still this obscure little office park down in Boca Raton that you can drive through this, uh, this dilapidated uh, derelict office park where they were cranking out the very first IBM PCs. And we got a chance to, uh, to literally pick our own IBM PC and, and bring it back to Atlanta and, and start playing with it and, uh, and doing all sorts of interesting things. And this was, uh, you know, again, the Gates and, uh, and, and Mitch Kapoor who created Lotus and, uh, and, uh, uh, Dan Bricklin, uh, all these guys who were the original software developers, uh, many of them uh, were doing internships and, and partnerships with IBM and running around the country like Johnny Appleseeds, uh, yeah. you know, teaching people how to use their software. And, and uh, I, I literally had that kind of epiphany where uh, we were playing one summer with the uh, with an application we had built to help uh, help securitize uh, some of our mortgage loans and, and figure out how to package them up for resale and what used to take uh, two man weeks of calculations took us yeah. 17 seconds. So was that like, were you driving that? Did your, did your executive team like see the future to some degree or was it just kind of like Charles running around with a, like a chicken with his head cut off being like, Hey, I made this happen faster than it was happened before. We, we actually, uh, we actually had um, a, a number of really interesting executives at the bank. I had some, some great mentors, some great 
coaching and, and management leadership. Um, but to a large extent, uh, we had the opportunity because IBM was, I mean, IBM was giving away stuff. I mean, you really, you know, this was, this was their early, uh, early pioneering efforts to get people to figure out how to use it. Yeah. And, um, and, and as I told somebody in a, pre a previous conversation a few weeks back, um, I happened to be here in Atlanta at the time that we were also figuring out um, a lot of the great innovation on connecting these things to mm -hmm. big mainframe computers. Um, a lot of Georgia Tech graduates um, actually started some pretty cool companies. Um, you know, this was the beginning of uh, modems and, uh, yeah. and what we called emulator boards. You know, can I t stick a chipset on a board and stick it inside this PC and connect it to the mainframe and and this out. is like when Compaq was getting going, right? Like IBM oh, was still kind of running the world by this point, but they were yeah, this, up and running, right? Yeah, I mean, you had you had innovation flying at light speed. Yeah, I think a lot of people in my generation are disconnected from the days of, you know, IBM being the the pinnacle, you know, the true blue chip of of technology yeah. and and you know economics in a lot of ways. It's just it's a well, it's like it, a thing of the it, past. And and what it um, what it taught us is really the early ideas of distributed processing. Yeah. Right? So is that kind of what led you into startups? It sounds like, I yeah. mean, you've done a number yeah. of companies yourself. It sounds like the, you kind of fell backwards into having a computer in front of your face and it helped you see the future. And then you started going great in the future. It did. I got, I got a chance to really see what the innovation could do for lots of different types of businesses, financial services, primarily you know, a lot of small businesses. And, you know, it led me into the world of a lot of the core processors. Um, one of the early 800 pound gorillas in the space, an Atlanta based company called first financial management, mm -hmm. uh, parts of which became first data Western union, parts of which became the Pfizer, um, large parts of the Pfizer operation. Um, and, and a lot of that acquisitive activity that took place allowed us to see other interesting companies that were creating teller systems and document mm -hmm. imaging systems and lending systems. And it was that, um, you know, that um, I like the term frothiness. It was that frothiness yeah. that was happening at that time that that you could just really get your hands into and, and see this. And it um, it, it created a, a passion in me for for really finding those opportunities to create valuable solutions that the bankers need to help solve their day-to-day -day problems. And, you know, that has led me to uh, being part of and, and helping start and participate in a number of uh, startups and early stage companies and, and partnering with a lot of the really class acts in the, in the industry. So how the hell did a serial entrepreneur end up as in the ICBA? <laughs> well, you know, it's um, uh, very, very, um, very blessed in many ways. The the executive team um, there's a there's a new uh, generational uh, youthfulness and view uh, of how we need to help empower community banks uh, to not only survive but flourish yep and and built behind that and what really led me to take on this role is is truly the belief that in 2020 there are no technical limitations that preclude a community bank from having all the services and tools and solutions that 
the best fintechs and biggest banks on the planet have. This, this is Preach. this is this is um, you know this is what we we are, are are set forth to to validate, support, um, innovate, and deliver to the marketplace. Is um, I, I like the I like stealing the Disney term, you know, imagineering. Yeah. This is this is um, this is a, a re-engineering our imagination to see a way that these community banks can have these capabilities and have these services and solutions. And and I, I've got a very uh, very powerful leadership team um, from Rebecca Rainey on down who truly believes this. And and um, I uh, you know I uh, I somewhat skeptically you know to uh, eyes wide open if you will eyes wide open but you know i i i I, um i've had uh the benefit and and fortunate um, uh, time in my career of having been a a partner with the icba previous company so i knew you know i knew kind of the culture from the technology and partner side and the yeah. solution provider yeah. side. Um, but I got a chance to sit down and visit with them and talk to them. And, um, you know, they, they have given me a, a just beautiful opportunity here to put into practice a lot of what I've learned. And, um, and to a large extent, I, uh, I remind people I'm working with and, and the bankers that we serve um, around this thesis that they can and should have these these solutions and capabilities, and there's yeah. no longer any technical limitations. That that my job is to help remove those barriers. Yeah, um, that's yeah. always been what I've taught as a manager and a leader uh, to help an organization flourish is to help remove those barriers, and and a lot of that starts with imagination. Yeah, starts with a, a shared vision, and uh, allows us to to as in an organization see a way forward that is uh, powerfully beneficial to the community banks and the communities they serve. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked the question ninety percent sarcastically and a hundred percent leading because of the time that I've spent with you know with Kevin and with Tina Giorgio and just like the rest of the group at ICBA, like. It is very clear that technology is the future of the ICBA. So it was more just trying to trying to get you going in that direction. And then no, it's, it's an important question, Zach. I mean, it's a, yeah. it, it's important because we have, um, we, you know, we have a very uh, very important uh, mission. Yeah. So let's define let's define the ICBA before we get because I think it's yeah. you know as a as a fintech podcast nobody's surprised hearing a whole bunch of acronyms being thrown at them but we should probably define this one being a little bit more community bank related. So let's let's start there. What what is the ICBA? What's the what's kind of the goal of the organization? And then maybe talk about fintech a little bit and kind of yeah, how so you and I the, met. Yeah. So the Independent Community Bankers of America. I mean, our our history is really built around. Um, leading uh, from a grassroots advocacy perspective, the historical advocacy and and kind of government relations based view of of how we, how we speak on behalf of our membership and Mm -hmm. and how uh, we help uh, cultivate and drive um, legislation and uh, and empowerment um, at the typical kind of, DC-based advocacy level. So yeah. we're, we're in our in our roots. 
this uh, this combined mission to uh, to help speak on behalf and be a unifying voice. So that 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 has always been you know at the foundation. Uh, we also have a very strong arm, uh, uh, or I kind of view it as a three-legged stool, if you will. So the advocacy and and, uh, and government relations side of our business. You can have and three then arms. The, That's fine. Then the training. I mean, a, a large part of what we do for the community bank world is educational. Is provide them guidance and knowledge and training and certification around all things banking you know teaching bankers how to be better bankers teaching new employees all the way up to board level providing massive amount of content a a very 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 uh, robust organization uh, both class-based and online based um, big educational um, outreach side of our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a, a strong services side of our organization. So we've had a, a long history of corporate service partners and preferred service providers where we are on behalf of our members finding the right types of partners, services, and solutions that in an aggregated sense um, can meet some of their needs. Uh, this has also led us to, uh, to have our own um, ICBA bank card uh, credit and debit card processing, um, as well as an agency bank, TCM bank. Um, and under this services umbrella, I mean, this is where we provide the, the power of the aggregated uh, collective um, membership. Um, and and out of that came the idea to help create innovation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how could we find fintech solutions that are, as we, we say, we, we define it, uh, mission-based. Uh, yeah. This is not um, chasing a bunch of shiny objects. Uh, this is listening to our members, listening to the banking industry, uh, seeing the challenges and obstacles they face, and finding purposeful, very mission-oriented solution providers, um, early-stage companies that we can teach community banking to, that we yeah. can um, help them understand how to work and navigate in this industry. Um, and that, uh, that dipping our toe into the water, if you will, of innovation started a little over a year and a half ago mm-hmm. uh, with, as you know, um, our partnering with the Venture Center in Little Rock to establish our own accelerator program. We go out and curate um, a select group of startups around these mission-based categories. Uh, We go out and uh, source them with the Venture Center, and then we bring them into a 12-week program where we teach them everything from Community Banking 101, uh, apply a lot of the lean startup uh, methodology to uh, customer discovery, uh, getting their product market fit mm-hmm. uh, working. Um, we take them through this 12-week process hand in glove with our bankers coming in, which is one of the most unique things. Yeah, I'm so mind blown there. by the number of bankers that you guys bring in in that amount of time. I mean, it's just the the first time I was there, I think there were f- 
I was there on behalf of MBKC. Obviously, there were, I think you weren't even at ICBA yet. I think you were still at your previous company or I think yep. you were just joining or something. Um, so I was down there with Kevin and I think there were four other banks in the room, something like that. And then I was there this last year and I think there were three other banks in the room, but of those three other banks, like, you know, one of them was Coastal Community that's doing some amazing stuff. Like, it's just yeah. really impressive the type of, pe like, it's like, I go to this room in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I'm honestly not expecting to have the kind of conversations that I'm having, right? Like, sitting between you and the CEO of Coastal and all these other people, and we're just going down this rabbit hole that I'm, I mean, honestly, 50% of my brain's sitting here thinking, holy shit, I can't believe these people are like at this level of discussion, right? Like, I think that there's this mis, there's this misconception about where community banks are in terms of their, their culture with a lot of this stuff. I think they're further along in a lot of cases than, than people realize. Well, and, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a manifestation of that. Um, so during this 12 week process, to your point, we bring in um, our bankers and our bankers are able to sit uh, with each of the 10 cohort members and in a day uh, listen to every pitch and give real granular feedback and guidance to the startup entrepreneurs. And nowhere will you find this kind of customer discovery yeah. uh, feedback loop um, taking place at this level. And, and so what you get, what you naturally see coming out the end of the, uh, of the pipeline is a well thought out, well honed, uh, very purposeful solution uh, that, that truly meets the needs of uh, the community banker. Um, and understands um, how to to work with the community bank. This year alone, even though we had um, a little abbreviation because of the, uh, the COVID crisis, we had 61 bankers. 61 bankers sit down and and go through this. And they're not uh, tellers. I mean, to be clear, uh, like these are these are the leaders of the bank. These are the presidents. These are the you know the people that make the decisions. It seems like a lot of buying decisions get made on the spot in Little Rock, from my experience. Um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty powerful relationships. And, and you know this. I mean, so much of business, and especially community banking, is relationship. Yeah. And, um, and, and so what you end up with is a direct reflection uh, in this type of uh, partnership uh, in the way that the banks do business themselves. They, they know their communities, they serve their communities, they're in their communities, and they know the people they do business with. And, yeah. and uh, entrepreneurs find the same thing. And, and as you also saw and, and heard, uh, we also bring in uh, dozens of source matter experts from, uh, from accounting firms and marketing firms and, and the core vendors. Um, I mean, just being at the Venture Center, right? Like in that FIS kind of blessed area is... Uh, is not something to glaze over. You know, it's it's really hard to build these relationships and getting into an accelerator where you get to meet 60 of these people that you're generally having to, you know, beat down a door on LinkedIn or something to be able to get to. Like it's a well, and, pretty and unbelievable. Look, th th this is this is the thing that stands out. And it was one of the reasons why I, I felt pretty passionate about stepping into this role. The ability to give an entrepreneur 50 to 60 at bats in a yeah. 12 week period of time. Yep. It is is un, unparalleled um, in this space. The 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 warm introductions, the the referential relationships, the endorsed relationships, 
it, it, it makes for a quicker, more direct uh, conversation, and uh, and everybody benefits. The the bankers get uh, you know a, a cleaner view that's been vetted by us and our partners at the venture center and, and some of our other partners. They know this is a qualified set of, of solution providers and entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneurs. Yeah are walking into somebody who's receptive to actually sit down and listen to them and talk to them and share with them and give them good, honest feedback and, and guidance. And that is, um, that, that is uh, an amazing thing for any startup entrepreneur uh, to see and witness. And, and then this year we had all the regulatory bodies. I mean, yeah. it, it was That's a really impressive part too. Uh, you know, we, you, you got the Fed and the FDIC and the OCC and, uh, some state banking associations and, and, and CFPB. And it yeah. was, again, um, something very powerful and unique that, yeah. uh, that, that we at the ICBA uh, mm -hmm. feel pretty passionate about. And our shared, uh, our shared portfolio company, uh, Griffin and Donald Hawkins, I was talking to him about it and it, you know, you, you kind of assume like we've tried to have the FDIC in back in the day at uh, Fountain City FinTech. And I mean, they always engage. They always want to chat. But it's it's almost, you know, the, your relationship with them, it sounds like makes it so they don't just hand you a piece of paper that has been blessed. And then they read off of that piece of paper. It sounds like it was like real conversations and actually getting to the nitty gritty of what they needed to do as far as customer discovery. Well, this is the, this is the, um, the this is the beauty of having an organization like the ICBA whose legacy and history is working with the regulatory body and the legislative side of, of our government and right. having built some really strong relationships that that now the regulators actually look to us for ideas on innovation and, mm -hmm. and welcome the opportunity to sit down with us as an organization um, and us as the Think Tech Accelerator program and our entrepreneurs, yeah. and really um, have open and engaging conversations. And, and that that comes from. Um, <laughs> I told somebody this morning, I am um, I am uh, selfishly uh, blessed that I get to take advantage of all of this amazing work. Um, the the uh, hundreds of people in our organization have put forth to create these these relationships, and it's um, it is a it's a great thing to step into and, and be able to uh, to hopefully uh, nurture and grow and, and, uh, and see to fruition for a lot of these companies. And yeah. you, you made it earlier. You made the point earlier. Um, the the deal activity the that that takes place. I mean, we're you know this this. This year's cohort starts on January the second, uh, runs for twelve weeks. We're we're four months, you know, into the year, and um, these guys are doing real business. Yeah, they are doing real business. Yeah, just catching up with Donald. It sounds like things uh, going to ICBA and having that opportunity has made things move uh, move up and to the right. And it kind of leads me to the next next thing that I want to talk to you about is you know. You've been busy as shit, my friend. This has been a crazy time over the last month. You know, you and I have been kind of trying to get on the phone and it's been it's been tough and it seems I think a part of that is, you know, the digital transformation that everybody is kind of being mandated to go through in a tiny amount of time. Kind of to your point around relationships and all that, like what 
what has that been like? Is it just community bankers calling up your phone and saying, how the hell do I get these, you know, loans through the e-tran system? Is it, what's, what's your life been like? Like what's been keeping you up at night? Uh, you know, making you drink at three, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if I had hair, it'd be on fire. So there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we both wear hats. Well, exactly. I guess I have hair. I just want to hide. Well, it's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yours is all on your chin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, this is um, the, this is uh, again the the kind of uh, being there uh, moment, the <laughs> Zelig like moment, or or even uh, even even those scenes in Forrest Gump, right, where you see him and he's on that. He's it, you know. He's there with the president, or he's there on the Alabama football team, or whatever. I just, I feel like I, I, I wake up some mornings and I look around and go, "Wow, how the heck did I get here? Yeah. I am really lucky to be at the right." Place. <laughs> Having a conversation <laughs> with the Pope, and you look to your right, look to your left, and you're not quite sure how this happened. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and part of that is, um, um, you know, as as tough and tragic as the COVID crisis has been. We have been um, incredibly blessed to have um, a group of accelerator members uh, from both last year's cohort and this year's cohort who have um, the opportunity and have jumped in with with guns a blazing to truly pivot on the dime and every other kind of euphemism you can throw in there yeah to to really address in a very short period of time some critical needs that these community banks um, have had to field. Um, and, and the PPP loan crisis, if you will, the, the, the loan origination challenge um, has created an opportunity for many of our community banks and many of our fintechs uh, to really move rapidly um, to address a very important need for their communities, and that's getting these payroll loans in the hands of the small businesses. Yep. Um, and, and we, you know, we we have to keep reminding ourselves and, and the people we talk to that first of all, um, community banks are small businesses. I mean, historically, almost two thirds of all small business loans come out of the community bank marketplace. Some eighty percent of agricultural loans come out of the community bank marketplace. Yep. Community banks are small businesses. The livelihood of small businesses. Uh, where you have a healthy community bank, you have a healthy community, and you have a healthy small business uh, market. And so the natural um, relationships there, adding to that, this group of entrepreneurs, these startups from Griffin and Linsmart, Intel and Vincent, and, and you know, all of the people that we've had at BopDoc and MK and, and Teslar, yep. These are also small businesses. I mean, the, the, the profound synergy and relationship that came to bear uh, to address um, this opportunity to, to get uh, the payroll protection loans um, out in a very short period of time, uh, frankly, we would not have had that opportunity and this set of relationships had had the leadership of our organization and, and our executive committee and our selection committee and our, our leadership teams and our leadership bankers not um, invested in this accelerator program. Mm -hmm. I mean, it gave us a, a, a bench strength 
of some really amazing entrepreneurs who were able to, to really jump in and, uh, and marshal some great um, capabilities to, to really work morning, noon, and night with these bankers who were yeah. just um, doing heroic things to, yeah. uh, to get these, uh, these loans fulfilled. And I'm, I, I, I still just, you know, truly pinch myself every morning that um, I just happened to step in at the right time. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be working with a lot of these guys. And, yeah. It sounds, uh, it sounds like, it sounds like things have almost picked up I, on the last episode that uh, I did. It was with Joanne Barefoot and uh, David Eric from Alliance for Innovative Regulation. And David said something that really stuck with me that I think is, you know, you need to be conscious of kind of the way that the world is turning and it's such a difficult time in so many ways, but there is this thought around don't waste a good crisis. You know, I saw something on Twitter the other day around like this would be the ultimate opportunity for the New York subway to kind of redo itself, right? Like there's kind of less ridership than ever. And it almost seems like that's starting to happen a little bit in community banking kind of somewhat by force, but also by just seeing the future and starting to pull in more of these partners at a quicker pace it do you feel that like do you feel like the uh, the banks are leaning in more than running away kind of thing absolutely and, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a couple of different perspectives on that because this has been a uh, back to your earlier question you know what the heck have we been doing over the last few weeks uh, running fast and furious yeah um th this has um this has highlighted um, a couple of important things that, that not only do, do we work to remind the bankers, uh, but also the startup entrepreneurs that um, the, some of the most important lessons that they've been learning over the last four to six weeks uh, should not be lost on them. Right. How did they have to reorganize themselves? How did they quickly adapt or reposition some of the technology they had mm -hmm. um, or had to put in place to address this? Um, you know, I like to say uh, there, there's a there's an old quote that came from the, uh, the founder of MTV that uh, that I used. <laughs> I figured that's who you were going to say when, right. when Charles, when Charles quotes someone, it's usually the, you know, it's ex founder of, you know, VH1 or MTV well, look, or you know, whatever. Innovation um, can be easily described as the combination of two existing things in a new and different way. Mm, yeah. Uber for X. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, video and music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and in many ways, uh, these bankers are looking at, lending processes and digital engagement and workforce organization and workflows and, and how they communicate. Um, and they've all had to reimagine and reinvent and yeah. reconfigure. At the same time, they're all dealing with this, you know, really tragic crisis that's right. created a lot of quarantining, that's created a lot of challenges and just keeping their banks open. And yeah, occupied. the economics of branches. I mean, all of yeah. that going on, um, having to press into service, you know, all of their employees uh, to, to help fulfill and facilitate getting these loans processed. Um, and so coming... You know, when we see the the light at the end of the tunnel and we see this new dawn coming at us, um, I, I want to remind all of them 
don't forget these lessons. Don't, yeah. don't forget what you did that you can reuse, yeah. repackage, reimagine um, in a new and profound way. I had, um, had one of our bankers um, jokingly, um, you know, was, was talking to some of the lenders in her bank and, you know, the lender said, oh my gosh, you know, all these things we created to do these PPP loans, you're going to make sure we have those same things going forward for all of our other lending activities, right? That's the perfect, that's the perfect, you know, yeah, escalation yep. of this. Don't lose sight of that. And, uh, and, and, you know, don't lose sight of um, the, the fact that you stood up quickly an application on your website to engage and interact with your, with, with very important customers. Don't yeah. lose sight of that. There's, yeah. there's so much repurposing of these lessons learned. And so really, I see and we hear um, the bankers, the bankers are embracing it. They're, they're looking at these things they've been doing and, um, and knowing full well, this has accelerated. Yeah. Uh, this has been a springboard uh, for them. Uh, and, and I, I truly believe to, to what Joanne and David said, um, a lot of these bankers, a lot of these vendors truly will accelerate a, a lot of the um, a lot of the roadmap items they had, right? The, yeah. the, the digital banking, digital first strategies, mobile first strategies, um, um, application, marketing, onboarding, yeah. processing. Treating it less like a black swan event, I think is what David said, and then treating it, yeah. you know, almost leaning into it as some version of a new normal. Almost, it sounds like kind of that's what you're saying, mental model wise. And, and and it should be. I mean, this is this is now this is the beauty of community banks. Um, I mean, community banks' strength is is their relationships, um, and that those have borne out um, in so many ways throughout this process and strengthen those relationships. Yeah. And now leverage the technology as they have to create even more valuable um, and efficient and, um, and engaging relationships, you know, cause in, in the end uh, you, you want to be able to serve your customers um, the way they want to be served. So this takes a lot of those limitations um, away from the bankers. It's really hard to talk about community banks without bringing up relationships like 75 to 100 times throughout the conversation and it's something i talk about constantly how i don't even know the right question man i just think it's such an interesting dichotomy between the way that kind of a big or a regional bank functions versus a community bank in that way so so let me give you let me give you the sound bite that that i have um, i have reminded a lot of small yeah. businesses about and, and, and again i go back to the to the reality that uh, these entrepreneurs, the, these these accelerator um, cohort companies that we've worked with, uh, uh, the fintechs that you and I both know that that we've all worked with and know uh, dearly, these are small businesses, and many of them also had this initial struggle in trying to assess the PPP loan process, and what we as community bankers and the ICBA. Um, remind businesses and consumers is you want to do business with a banker. Mm -hmm. Go, go find a banker. 
the the just, ones that had the relationships at the beginning of all this were the ones that got the money the fastest right and there's there's a conversation around disparate outcomes and how community banks and larger banks serve you know the other side of that line i think in a lot of ways but it is it is true you know even i mean in the you know in a rural community if you had that relationship with your community bank if you'd already been kyc and you're a small business owner a barbershop whatever like you were gonna get that money faster it's just a fact of life right because you knew the banker you, you, right. you knew the people who owned and operated yeah and the decisions for the bank yeah and, i was um, you know the fed fizz guys yeah i do yeah i was awesome. i was talking to them the other day and tanner was saying something along the lines of he's uh he's heard a lot of horror stories about vendors actually during these times trying to like cold email and just reach out to bankers and say hey what if what, what can i do to put you in this new accounting software today or you know something like that it doesn't seem like i don't know just what, what's your perspective on engaging with community bankers right now right because we're so, at Bond, so, we're trying to kind of take a step back and just be helpful and you know send people Gordon Beers gift cards more than anything else, right? But um, hey, wait, but it's interesting. Wait, yeah, wait, well, wait. we'll we'll get there. We needed to do the podcast first, you know. It's a, there's a quid pro quo, obviously. We need to we need to check our craft brewing. Uh, with, just yeah, I got to get away from the corporate Gordon Beers BS. Yeah, yeah let's, get, let's get on. We have let's not sent a single Gordon Beers gift card. Let's I'm get totally on joking. untapped and figure out what uh, what we're missing in our collection here. Um, there you go. There you go. You know, this is uh, this has always been um, an, an interesting um, challenge for a lot of technology vendors mm -hmm. in building relationships with community banks. And one of the things that, again, I, I've tried to remind a number of the fintechs and startups and and, uh, and early stage companies we work with, even, even a number of the mature partners that we work with um, as uh, as corporate members and preferred yep. service providers, yep. all of whom you know are looking at this time in the market and trying to figure out um, what they should be doing, yeah, um, is recognize how bankers are behaving. That's and the empathy. first thing the bankers recognized at this time of crisis is, um, the, and the word is empathetic, uh, how to be empathetic, how to look to their employees, their family members, their retail consumer customers, their small business customers, and and have that strong leadership and right level of empathy to serve the communities that they serve. And, and before the PPP uh, CARES Act uh, was passed, you know, first and foremost, the, the banks had to deal with just the real natural aspects of the, the crisis and the the lockdowns and the quarantine. So there's a there's a level of empathy that the bankers naturally possess, and the, and by extension, anybody trying to do business with a bank, a community bank, should also have a similar level of empathy. Yep. This is not the time to be cold calling and and hard selling. This is a time to be empathetic, thoughtful. Um, as I told somebody two weeks ago. You know, ask thoughtful questions and then shut up. Yep. And listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 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 something that I mean, having gone through two accelerators at ThinkTech now and been weirdly been a banker. That's a strange feeling to have been a banker <laughs> on that side of things. Uh, but you know, entering there as a banker, like you, there was a very dramatic. I don't know. I hate like it sounds so silly to talk about it as a vibe, but there's such a different vibe to a conversation where it's tell me about your bank. Let me understand what's going on with you. 
and honestly, like if my product doesn't serve you, maybe we should just talk about three of my friends' products that serve you and add some value through this and let's build the relationship and a friendship and like approach it from a human perspective versus like, what do I have to do to put you in this set of APIs today? And, and, you know? And here's, here's the beauty of community bankers. They'll tell you. They're small business owner operators. They're entrepreneurs in many ways. They, yeah. they, they have... They have an innate instinct and understanding uh, of, of businesses, and to a large extent, um, you know they they may you know uh, feel uncomfortable with the tech side of it. Um, some some less so than others, um, but you give them a chance to to really. Um, tell you what's going on and they will. And it's the most powerful thing to, to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, understand how to be empathetic to the challenges that they're dealing with. I mean, I, I, I you know, having been a, a former banker, having worked in um, pretty much every, every function in a bank other than uh, on a securities desk. Um, I, I, I just think about, um, what so many of them have had to do just to reorganize staffing levels, yep. um, manage the workflow. I mean, you, you and I have both seen, and, and you know, we we'll, won't we'll pick on any of the bankers out there, but just trying to reconfigure their their uh, branch traffic, their uh, drive-through traffic. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we can in a positive way pick on Jill Castilla. Like, have you been seeing Jill Castilla on Twitter and on, uh, you know. You know I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, I, be, being an Atlanta kid, um, when she starts talking about we Chick-fil-A'd our drive-through, it just makes me all, all excited. Because, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, you know, doing the next right thing and doing the right thing and just how publicly she's been kind of leading this pack. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, and, there's and maybe some have, negative pieces, but like she's been oh, doing an amazing you know, job. We, and we have, um, you know, Press Kennedy's bank and, and Brad Bolton's bank and every one of them have been just rolling up their sleeves and just getting after it. Yeah. Isn't and, Press the uh, bank of Zachary? Yeah. I still need I, that shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, we both do. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Um, you know, so that this is this is the uh, this is the the important thing again for the for the vendors to be recognizing uh, the these these bankers are, are juggling some pretty amazing things and uh, and just you know just think about um, we had uh, we had a, a, a conference last week and uh, you know you think about the Fed having to distribute cash. Um, and and all of the things they have to go through to distribute cash, but then you think about the bank and how you got uh, dual controls and, and security, and you're trying to do social distancing, and you're juggling overlapping schedules, and I mean all of those things yeah. that the, that the bankers are dealing with at the same time, they're pounding away at Etran trying to get these PPP loans in there. Yeah. And every one of them deserves a medal. Every single one of them deserves a medal. And every vendor out there trying to do business with them uh, needs to go out there and just, just buy them a medal, give them a medal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm with you. So I'm so, curious what, speaking of Jill and, you know, just impressive leadership, what would you be doing if you were a CEO of community bank today? Like, how would you think about, deposit credit partnerships, you know, on the FinTech side, how would you think about branches? How would you think about 
I don't know, future of banking? Like what are, what are some of the things that you'd be kind of leaning into right now so I, or running so I, away from? Well, no, this is, this is a, um, look, this is a good time for, I, you know, I say that uh, very cautiously. This is a good time for bank, for, for our community banks to uh, really look at what are the real needs of the small businesses they serve in yep. their communities. Um, beyond this PPP loan, um, there, there are going to be cash flow issues. There are going to be credit challenges. There are going to be hiring and staffing challenges. Um, so all of the things that we've been talking about um, and, and bubbling to the surface really in the last year to year and a half around you know, financial health, um, around the, the uh, payroll, um, around the integration into small business accounting, around cash flow for small businesses, um, the linkage between the small businesses cash flow and payroll to the employees. Um, all of those things are sitting there um, in, in, in uh, plain sight now, exposed uh, for all of us to have to deal with. And, um, and so I, I think um, as the bankers are looking at the, the kind of waterfall effect from the bank to the small business, to the employees of the small business, to the customers of the small business, that ecosystem uh, that is the, the, the lifeblood of, communities all over this country and and where growth and jobs has has occurred historically in the country um, is going to need some new uh, solutions is going to need some some thoughtful um, evolution if you will you know mm -hmm. things like um, I'll go to extreme you know daily payroll right um, the, again the the cash flow that an individual yeah. needs, that is that is uh, you know that is tied to the business uh, for whom they work. Yep. All of those things are going to become even more important. Um, they have been highlighted um, you know by this crisis in many ways, and our community banks um, are right there in the driver's seat to help make some. Uh, profound uh, commitments and changes to to strengthening a lot of that in, in the markets they serve and in the country in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's this like, there's this push and pull there, right? Because it's this ultimate opportunity. It's an opportunity in so many ways, but it's also a crisis, right? It's an opportunity and a crisis simultaneously. And as an entrepreneur sitting, you know, on the other side of this, thinking of Donald, right? Thinking of, right. thinking of that man that runs through walls constantly to get things done. Yep how how do they balance how do they balance the empathy right of holy shit you're going through a crisis and like i just want to be here to help with the this is a real opportunity for digital transformation and if i can get you know 3 minutes of your time let me tell you how i can help you know both of us change the world like how how do you balance that um it, it it's tough i mean it it is tough because uh, everybody uh, everybody is 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 stressed and strained and having yeah. having this these challenges pulled at them from from different directions. Um, I, I would say that um, you know this is one of the things that, um, that uh, is going to um, it, it's going to highlight 
real value. Um, it's going to highlight uh, the, the real um, future for many of these businesses and the banks they serve um, and the communities served by the banks themselves. It's going to strengthen and tighten because the quality um, and effectiveness uh, will be the primary focus. Yeah, it's almost is, a Steve Martin, like, be so good they can't ignore you kind of thing. It, like, if it, you're, it, it if is, it's a migraine yes. and they have to solve it, then they have to solve it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It, it, it sounds is. like the other answer is, like, you should have been digging this trench six to, you know, six months to uh, multiple years ago. Like, it sounds like at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of this, so much of it's relationship-based that it's like, you, you know, know I approach these things humanely <laughs> or yeah, I with humanity. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a hindsight guy because, uh, you know, I mean, I'd I'm old enough to have seen a number of these, um, yeah. these, these twists and turns in the marketplace, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share this, um, a, an executive with a, with the former executive with a very large, um, FinTech company years ago was being interviewed, um, about the sales cycle to, to community banks. And, you know, what, why, you know, what, what, what what is what is that sales cycle like? And, and he said, "Well, it could be eight days to eight years." Yeah. I, just know I, need, I just know I need to be there when they make it make that decision. And that's to a large extent, right? That's accurate. that's what that's what these that's what our fintechs are doing. That's what you know, Donald and AK and 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 yep. Nikki and and the whole crew of them and Carl and team. You know, they they've got to go. Uh, build those bridges, build those relationships, build the the recognition, build the the, the value, yep. and and be there for the bankers when the bankers need them. Just yep. as right now, when the small businesses needed them, the bankers are there for them. Right. It's a direct reflection of that. Uh, it's. So many people assume that banks are closed off that are, you know, community banks, I guess, is a specific kind of subset of that. They assume they're closed off. They assume they're, you know, buttoned up. I think very few oh people my gosh. understand, look, look, you know, <laughs> look at our, look at our ICBA banks out on social media. Uh, yeah. I God love them. I mean, they, they are, they are, um, they are out there. They are, they are leading by example. They yeah. are demonstrating to the communities they serve. Um, it, it is, um, you know, from Noah Wilcox's bank and, and uh, the, the guys at, at, at uh, Tioga and um, I mean, it's just they're everywhere. And uh, and this is this is who they are. This is this is who the community bank marketplace is. They, these are leaders. They are demonstrating their leadership and um, the the fintech innovators and entrepreneurs that work with them um, successfully are going to work in a similar fashion. That's why we, that's why we like promoting these companies. That's why yeah. we like working with them is because they, they culturally um, mirror and fit the market they serve. And, yeah. and that's, that's so important um, to, to know who you are and who you serve in this marketplace today. 
That is a perfect, perfect note to end on, my friend. What is the best way to get in touch with you, to learn more about ICBA, to get involved in, to get involved in maybe even apply to ThinkTech? And what is, what is ThinkTech going to look like next year? Like, are we thinking remote? Are we going to do this thing? Am I coming back to Arkansas? What's happening? We're, we're, what, what Wayne would be incredibly disappointed if, uh, if you didn't come back to, to Little Rock. So, uh, we're, we're gonna so we got to do it in person. We're going to do it in person in Little Rock. I mean, one of the things that, so, so um, ICBA.org, uh, Charles.Potts at ICBA.org. Um, find me on LinkedIn as well. Find me on, uh, on Twitter, Charles E. Potts. Um, I, I, I feel pretty strongly that uh, we're going to have some very important lessons coming out of this crisis that is going to allow us uh, guide us into um, the a, a set of selection criteria. Yeah. That's really that's going to be that's interesting. Really what drives it? Um, that that we're we're gonna we're gonna modify. We're gonna tweak. We're gonna have to figure out um, the nuances um, as we evolve. Uh, we have not started that selection process. We we will start with our uh, our, our uh, bank uh, leadership. Yeah, we got some priorities right now. Well, it, that's right. And, and then what, what we do is, you know, as I go back and say, it's, it's mission driven. So we'll, we'll requalify and clarify the mission, uh, the areas of focus. Um, obviously, as I said, this crisis will, will help fine tune that. We'll work with all of our partners um, at the Venture Center and, and some of our other partners, um, including like, like yourself and, and other, a lot of the source matter experts to, to then go out and search for uh, a new cohort uh, that, uh, that can come in and participate in this program kicking off in January of 2021. I love it. Well, I can't say enough good stuff about that program. It really, for, for anybody that's trying to do anything with banks, even if it's just learn from them, I mean, it is the, there is nothing else like it in the U S there, there is not. I, and again, that's one of the reasons I feel very blessed to have stepped into this, uh, this new role is, um, it's definitely unique yeah. Um, and it's definitely meaningful and, um, and, and the mission is, uh, is very important. And, um, you know, we, we uh, profoundly and proudly believe that uh, community banks can flourish and um, we're going to make it happen. Well, cheers, man. I, I love the energy and Godspeed, man. Keep fighting the good fight and we'll, uh, Thanks, we'll talk again soon, man. Always, man. I appreciate it. You take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of For Fintech's Sake. If you want to get in touch with me, chat about the podcast, or learn more about Bond, please reach out. You can get in touch with me via email at Zach at For Fintech's Sake, or if you want to talk Bond-specific stuff, at Zach at Bond.Tech. Or you can find the show and myself on Twitter at For Fintech's Sake or at Zach Pettit. Until next time, stay healthy, keep your head high, and your chargebacks at a minimum. <laughs>